listeners, this is the Spotlight on Grace podcast, where we're focusing on what's happening at Grace Church and how God's grace is making a difference in our lives. I'm your host, Spur Bolton. Pastor Tanya's here co-hosting. Hello, everyone. Well, you're kind of leading this discussion. We'll see. Well, because yesterday was the first Sunday of Advent. Yep. That where we celebrated. December As 20th. this is recording. No, nope, yeah. not December. I mean. November yes. 20th. Eight. As this is airing. Yes. Yes. And um, so it was the first Sunday of Advent, and we're talking about um, Advent today. I thought we'd dig into that a little bit, and even like the church calendar, the bigger picture mm-hmm. of how the church sees time and has seen time through history. Um, it's not something that um, Nazarene churches or most evangelical churches necessarily always follow, but I think there's just so much beauty in the rhythm and cycle of life when we view life from the idea of advent as the beginning of the year Mm -hmm. um, christmas easter pentecost and we kind of wrap our lives around that yeah exactly and i think for some people it's they they don't always equate the advent season they just think of it as christmas season they don't necessarily think of all that we think about just like sometimes easter people think of easter but they don't think about lent leading up to Mm -hmm. lent i mean leading up to easter and so people don't always think about the Advent season is leading up to Christmas. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. But that's okay. So that's why we thought we would touch on it today. Yeah. Um, I, it's something near and dear to my heart. We did it in children's church. And then I think we started it in children's church before I forgot what pastor kind of started um, letting us practice that in the big church setting. And then some of us in our homes have our Advent wreaths and yes. we light the candles. And you guys do that, don't you? We do. Um, we ha- I never had uh, even noticed or paid attention that um, with the candles men or advent or anything like that until um, coming here to grace and grace did it grace church did it mm-hmm. um, and then when I had children I realized you know what it's my turn to instill some traditions and so we do we have an advent wreath and we light those on Sunday just like we do here at church we yeah. light those at home and we do a devotional time um, we don't always have a really set devotional time in my family sometimes it's just whenever it might happen but during the advent season we definitely make time on sundays to light the candle and do a a devotion as we look forward to christmas so it's a it's it's intentional slowing down in a season that's extra busy. That's true. Yes, so because there right. are sometimes, you know, we're doing our devotional at nine thirty. Light yeah. the candle. <laughs> we got to do this devotion, you know. And so it, but it does. I mean, it's a time we look forward to. And if I, if we forget, our kids remind us. Yes, you know, it's Sunday true. and it's time to light mm-hmm. the Advent candles so. because we know the Advent is the countdown to Christmas. That's like, right. Gotta, that's we, right. That's we're right. going through this time in this season, so I think it's a really good thing to just help us slow down, prepare our hearts and minds. Mm-hmm. For Christmas, like we prepare through Lent for Easter. Right. Those things are good. So there are a couple of resources I drew from uh, for today. Joy to the World by Scott Hahn, The Mighty Acts of God by Arnold Rhodes, and then a book called Young Children in Worship by Sonia Stewart and Jerome Barrymore, just to not plagiarize anything <laughs> that I say today right. okay. that, that they wrote or talked about. But I want to just kind of start talking about the church calendar at large. A lot of times we think about time being just completely linear, mm-hmm. but in church life, it's a circle. Yeah. And so Advent is, as I referenced a while ago, kind of the end of the old year and the beginning of the new year. And so we have those four Sundays before Christmas that lead us up to Christmas time. The color of Advent is purple, mm-hmm. and that's just a, you know, a traditional liturgical color that represents those important times. And so we have those four weeks. We celebrate um, the different candles and in Advent, it's kind of like every year we're remembering that we're all on the way to Bethlehem. Mm-hmm. We're all on That's the way good. to the birth of the Christ child and what that meant 
um, for all of us. And so typically we call the first one the um, hope candle or the Bethlehem candle. And that reminds us of the prophets who showed us the way. Isaiah and uh, spoke and said, The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of darkness, on them a light has shone. And, of course, we know there were many other prophecies um, that, that in looking back we realize that the prophets um, in speaking to their people in their own times were also showing us that the Messiah was coming. Right. And so that gives us hope, you know, mm-hmm. that those people n- really needed hope. Sure. In the days before the Messiah came, there was lots of um, brokenness and darkness and waiting and anticipation and wondering if this was ever going to happen, if the mm-hmm. world, if their world was ever going to change. Yes. And so the prophets were the ones who brought hope. That sounds familiar. It does. We, we need hope. <laughs> we need hope. We need to remember that yes. in the Advent season. Um, so the second candle um, kind of reminds us of uh, faith, and we think about the Holy Family and their journey to Bethlehem. And, and what that means. And Scott Hahn's book, Joy to the World, talks a lot about the family and how Jesus is the, the star and the superhero of Christmas, mm-hmm. but Jesus came to a family. Yes. And all throughout biblical history, God has worked through a family. And so right. I love that idea. And uh, there'll be, I may go back to something about that in just a minute from the book. Uh, the third candle at our church, the third candle is a different color. It's pink. It's pink at my house. Mm-hmm. Is it pink at your house? Yes, yes, absolutely. Pink or rose is the color of joy, and that's the candle that reminds us of the shepherds and the good news that they heard and then went and told after mm-hmm. after mm-hmm. Jesus. They're in Bethlehem. And then the fourth candle is called the angel's candle, and it reminds us of peace, the fact that Jesus brought peace on earth. And so those are the four Sundays that we kind of count down to Christmas. Um, Typically, we'll have the big white candle in the middle that we light on Christmas Day. That's Mm -hmm. the Christ candle. And to celebrate that, that Jesus has come and truly brought, you know, peace on earth and goodwill to men Mm -hmm. and joy and all of those things. So when we think about the church calendar as a circle, we've got those four Sundays leading up to Christmas. And then we've got the time uh, between Christmas and Easter that we call Epiphany. So the 12 days of Christmas are really begin on Christmas Day and go through January 6th. Right. And January 6th, Epiphany is the time that traditionally we would remember the Magi coming, the wise men coming to bring the mm-hmm. gifts to Jesus. So, you know, if you really want to stretch the Christmas season out, that's your 12 I'm days good. of Christmas. I'm good with that. <laughs> it's because you start so early. <laughs> it's, it's not just about partridge and a pear tree, uh, the 12 days of Christmas, right? Yeah, I know. Maybe next year, that you know, there's a story behind all of those that the, the old, the traditional church, um, that song tells a story. Interesting. So we'll have to go back and pull up what all that means. Yeah, next we should. Year. That can be what we learn next year. So in the weeks following Christmas, Epiphany is the time that the church celebrates um, how God is known to, to the whole world. And then that leads us into Lent. And Lent is six weeks to get ready for Easter. So four weeks to get ready for Christmas. We take six weeks to get ready for Easter. Um, And so purple comes into play again in the Mm -hmm. church calendar. Sometimes you'll see that on the communion table at church. You'll see the cloth that lines up with whatever season we're in. We especially do that at at Christmas or at Advent and at Lent time. And then to me, one of the most powerful moments of the Easter season is, um, especially when I did children's church, but I've done it at home too, um, on black, on black, not Black Friday. On Good Friday, <laughs> on Good Friday, you move from purple if you if you put a scarf on the cross to the black right. on the cross. But then, um, sorry, crybaby alert. <laughs> I'll just push through it. Um, I love, love, love on Easter morning 
yes so early waking up and changing that black that black scarf mm-hmm. to that white scarf right or my house we have the little yard sign and mine says he is risen indeed and like first thing on easter morning when i get up i go and i change my yard sign uh-huh. you know over to the fact that jesus has risen and so that's easter um, Jesus has died, but he's still with us in, on Good Friday and Easter. We celebrate his resurrection. And then we have six more weeks after Easter um, to celebrate. Like, it's such a good thing that Jesus rose from the dead. We right. celebrate, you know, for those six weeks specifically. And then we come to the time of Pentecost, which is when the Holy Spirit came. And it's the birth of the church. And that day is red. So sometimes really traditional church folks, um, or if, if I just even remember, I'm not necessarily a super traditional church person. I'll try to remember to wear red, wear red. Mm-hmm. on Pentecost for the, the fire that came, the Holy Spirit, the birth of the church. And so I just think it's a beautiful picture and a reminder that we're not of this world. Right. We're in this world, but we are living in a in a bigger time, in a bigger realm, in a bigger kingdom than, than the everyday. And I'm not mad that... Hobby Lobby puts their Christmas stuff out in July. People have no. crafts to make. You yeah, know, that's, that's right. There's nothing wrong with that. Like, that yeah. doesn't bother me at all. But coming back to these things reminds me that, that we are passing through this world and that we're citizens yeah. of the kingdom of heaven. And so I think it's a beautiful thing that we can keep in our church and in our homes and in our hearts. That's good. What are your thoughts on well, that? Well, um, so talking about Hobby Lobby putting their Christmas stuff out. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um. I, you know, people say, wait till after Thanksgiving. Don't skip over Thanksgiving. You got to be thankful, you know. Don't skip over Thanksgiving. Wait to put up your Christmas stuff till after Thanksgiving. And I can be just as thankful sitting by the glow of my Christmas tree lights. I, I am thankful for <laughs> Christmas decorations. That's right. <laughs> no, I don't fault anyone either way that you want to do it. But mm-hmm. I just hope that during the Advent season, because it can be the busiest time of yeah. the year, that People intentionally find ways to slow down and um, even to serve and to um, share the good news of Christ with other people in some way, you know, so. Yeah, and I don't don't know that I've heard you say this, but I think knowing you especially, um, I can imagine that in your mind, Getting the Christmas decorations up early so we can enjoy allows it. you to slow down yes. and enjoy Thanksgiving yes. on Thanksgiving if the decorations are mm-hmm. up, because they probably are by then, all mm-hmm. by then. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even the Advent season, it gives yes. you time to be with friends and to be with yes. family and not be stuck in the to-do list. Yeah, and we really do slow down, mm-hmm. and I love it when we spend. We seem to spend more time um, at home as a family during that season yeah. um, to turn off all the lights other than the Christmas lights. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even if it's just enjoying a family movie, just enjoying okay. the good gifts that God has given us and being together. Um, and I've heard you reference before, you know, even in the dark, cold winter when it's when it's so dark, it's darker, longer. Yeah. We get the gift of Christmas lights mm. that help brighten it up and make yes. it. Um, and it's just a good reminder that Jesus is the light of the world mm-hmm. and he came on Christmas. And so, yeah, I love it. It's so important. And I think there's also, too, so much. We love Christmas music. Christmas music starts mm-hmm early at our house not that we play only christmas music but um if you listen to like not just the um the culture christmas music mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with no. jingle bells yeah. and rudolph and all that those are fun but if you listen to like christian gospel christmas music or hymns those are those are so powerful to remind you of of what christmas is about and mm-hmm. to to slow down and there are a couple of that i love um francesca battistelli has one 
Um, Christmas is everywhere, mm-hmm. you know, and there, there's lots of, so those things get us in the spirit and get our hearts and minds thinking on the things that matter. Yes. Just like worship music in the, the regular church year, right. um, the Christian Christmas music gets our hearts thinking on the right things yeah. too. Because so. we're distracted people. Mm-hmm. And so these are just good ways as far as a church calendar go to just yeah. keep reminding us and keep pointing us back to Jesus. Right. Um, when we start to get distracted, there's something else coming mm-hmm. up that helps us remind ourselves yeah. that of how good God is. Yeah, so Definitely. Um, I loved in the book that Scott Hahn wrote, Joy to the World, he talks about, you know, we're all on the way to Bethlehem, like I said, in Advent. But one of the things he points out is that what happens in Bethlehem doesn't stay in Bethlehem. Oh, right. I thought that was so cool. <laughs> that is good. Um, and he talked of a story of his family visiting Israel and his daughter kind of being bored with the traditional tour that they were on. Mm-hmm. But in Bethlehem, they came to a place where there was an orphanage and her playing with the children and the delight in her eyes and how that spilled over into her life. Um but we, we leave Bethlehem as pilgrims who have a story to tell and who mm-hmm. have good news to share. And again, I, I just love that concept of family. And um, if I think about the fact that God started with the family, Jesus was born into a family, we're called the family of mm-hmm. God on purpose. Yes. Those things matter, and it, it gives us so much to celebrate. Um, in the book, The Mighty Acts of God, there was a little paragraph in the part about the life of Jesus that I thought was really Neat. That just kind of reminds us of what it all boils down, boils down to. Um, both Matthew and Luke tell us that Jesus was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. The birth of Jesus was the incarnation of God in human life. The revelation to humble shepherds stands over against the world's scale of values. So we see that God has values different than the world. That's something to remember at Advent. The adoration of the wise men bears witness to the worldwide purpose of the gospel. So the gospel, Mm -hmm. the good news, salvation is not just for the Jews, although it's certainly for them, but the fact that the Magi came, um, it's for all of us. Thanks be to God. Jesus' circumcision shows that Jesus was a Jew born under the law. Right. He's the one who came to be born under the law to fulfill the law. Mm-hmm. There's so much good stuff we could talk about there. Um, and then Simeon and Anna remind us that there was a godly remnant with hearts open to God's salvation. Um, God is working in so many different ways. And so I love the ways that the church has found over the years um, to make traditions not something that we do that are dry and boring and, oh, we have to do this again. Mm-hmm. But in doing these things again, we're reminded of the bigger picture yes. and, the, and the story and the history in the past. Yeah, that's good So stuff. as we head into Advent, I know it's been great in the past. I don't know exactly um, how it's all going to play out this year, but um, in the Advent season, as we, we will light the candles at church, we've had mm-hmm. readings from different people in the church, and I love it when we see the children and the parents and sometimes the grandparents there together. Yeah. And uh, as we know that we're headed to our Christmas Eve service, yeah, that's a beautiful night as well. Well, that's one of the things I love about the Advent season, but also traditions, is mm-hmm. regardless of what is going to happen that's that season, because we're all going to have Advent seasons that are terrible and something awful has happened mm-hmm. during that season. Right. And we're going to have Advent seasons where it's joyous and wonderful and we're anticipating and looking forward to other things in our life other than just, you know, Christmas yeah. Day. Um, but it keeps grounding us back to what's important. Um, That tradition and that normalcy of what we do, regardless of how the year has been, we're Mm -hmm. still going to light the hope candle. We're still going to talk about what joy means. We're still going to talk about faith. Like I love that. That just keeps bringing us back to what is truly important 
when it could be a chaotic, it could be yep. a chaotic year for right. you. Yes. You that's know? so important to have those anchors. Yes. It's a really important thing. And so that's why we make our children sit through some <laughs> traditions sometimes. Well, like Whether I said, my kids, or not. my kids are real serious about yeah. it. And it's a big deal who gets to light the candle, <laughs> who gets to blow out the candle. It's a whole thing. Um, so, you know, I, I think sometimes we think we're putting them through it and they are loving it on the inside, yeah. whether they show it on the yeah, outside absolutely. or not. <laughs> and making great memories to look back on. Well, Advent is upon us, so I just encourage everybody to enjoy the season. And, and I've, I've been reminded lately that what we talk about becomes the script of our lives. Mm-hmm. And so if we talk about Christmas is drudgery and December is too busy and I hate having this, mm-hmm. and it, that's, that's going to become the script of your life. That's true. But if you talk about joy and peace and hope and, and Jesus and love and the things we get to do, the things we're blessed to do. Um, I think it changes your mindset and it changes how you see things. Yeah. There's a whole scripture. That's whatever's noble, whatever's mm-hmm. lovely. Um, you'll have to look yeah. it up and I don't know the address <laughs> to it, but anyways, we're supposed to think on those right, things. Right. And I think that's important. Yes, yeah. definitely. So enjoy your Advent season. It's going to go by fast. It is. So, enjoy but you know it. what? God's grace is sufficient, is, even in the Advent Wait, season. You said that before the I'm music. sorry. We we'll start over. <laughs> there you go. Listeners, God's <laughs> grace is sufficient for you, even in the Advent season. Merry Christmas. Slow down. Take time to enjoy each other and time with God.